God. Well, you didn't get it, but you will. You know, if you minded God more, I wouldn't have to preach as much. Amen. There's not many of us in here that hadn't heard enough preaching to save the world. Amen. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Let's read verses 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Father, I thank you for your love and your mercy, Lord. It's allowed us the opportunity to gather again. And God, that we could come back to this chapter. And Lord, that we could see and, and look over and understand, God, that Jesus is still doing some things right now, Father. Thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy that's been given here tonight, that's been given in testimonies. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, Father, for those that's uh, had a touch from above. So, God, you continue to do just that, that we might praise you and glorify you. For these things we've asked, we've asked believing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Jesus is still serving. Even though he's not here, he's still serving. Amen. Uh, we still have a ministry, and Jesus has given us that ministry. He'll be the guide in it. He'll be the head in it. He'll be the brains in it. If you will just be obedient. Amen. Uh, if we know anything tonight, we ought to know that as our intercessor, which is Christ Jesus, amen, we ought to know and understand <clears throat> that he has truly silenced the accuser. Amen. That old accuser still wants to accuse you of your past. Now, I'm just refreshing what I've already preached to you in case you hadn't caught on. Amen. Listen. He's keeping the way of access open. Satan would love to close the door on this thing. Amen. Where nobody else could be saved. But Jesus keeps access open. Amen. That may not do a thing for you, but it sure does me. Amen. To know that Satan can't close the door on me. Amen. That if I want to go to the Father, I can. If I want to talk to him, I can. If I want to ask him something, I can. Amen. Why? Because Jesus keeps the door open. Amen. Now think about this tonight. As he's keeping the access door open, he's also maintaining our acceptability. Amen. Uh, I want to say this as easily and as I can say it tonight, you're not all lily white. Does anybody understand that old phrase? Amen. Everybody uh, my age understands that phrase. When you say you're not lily white, that means your hands ain't clean. Amen. We ain't none of us perfect. 
Amen. Thank God for that. And if you do think you are, meet me after church. I'll show you some of your faults, some of your shortcomings that maybe your mirror has not reflected. Amen. But we've all got them. But thank God as he keeps accessibility open to the throne of God and we keep praying, he'll keep us acceptable unto God. Amen. Listen, this crowd that thinks they got saved when they're nine, that's all they got to do is misled. Amen. Hey, I hope they got saved at nine. But you better continue on. Amen. Each and every day of your life, you're to repent. Well, preacher, I ain't done nothing today. Well, repent for what you forgot about yesterday. Amen. Hey, help us tonight. Lord, understand, Jesus is still keeping the door open. Amen. Wouldn't you hate to go up and knock on God's door and and God say, I'm on vacation. I've had my limit today. I'm tired of hearing it. I, I laid a phone off the hook. Hello. Ain't you glad he don't do like we do and look at it and say, no, nah, I don't want to talk to them. Amen. <laughs> Some of you'd have on your phone, God's number would be spam. Amen. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, because you didn't want to talk to him that day. Amen. Because he knows what you've been doing. But I'm glad he keeps our door open <laughs> you know what you don't understand is the whippings that God has given you is heaven keep the door open. Amen. Amen. You take whippings real good. Most of us don't. Amen. We want to bow up. We want to say, no, I'm not guilty. Boy, it's real quiet in here tonight. You know how I know when I'm on track? I, everybody gets quiet. Because that hit dog can't even holler. Amen. Think about it. How many of us has come short today? Amen. How many of us came short yesterday? Ain't you glad God didn't close the door? (laughs) Now, let me throw nothing at you. Aren't you glad God didn't close the door since you got here? Children, children. And you said, nothing. Shout, you didn't do it. Brag on God, you didn't do it. What if God just said, I've had enough of that and closed the door? Thank God for Jesus. (laughs) When your cry goes through the blood, it gets the attention of heaven above. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have the accessibility that we need to help keep us where we need to be. Amen. Repented up. Disciples. Are you a disciple? Does everybody know the difference? A disciple is one being taught. Discipline. It's where we get that word from. Amen. Uh, when your preacher's preaching, he's supposed to be doing some discipline. Amen. Do you just shrug it off? He ain't talking to me. Hey, I've had people tell me that after I preached. Well, I'm glad you ain't my pastor. I ain't got to listen to you. 
I've actually had them tell me that physically. And I say, no, you don't have to listen to me, but you ought to listen to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. I mean, God's Word's the final word. Amen. Amen. Hey, you ain't going to be judged on Dennis's words, but you will be judged by the book. Amen. Amen. And this crowd that's running around, oh, why do you have to judge me? Well, listen, I don't have to judge you. The Word's already judged you. I'm just relaying to you the Word of God. If you feel condemned, you need to repent. Amen. I'm sorry. If you feel condemned, you need to repent. Because if you feel condemned, there's something out of order. Amen. Discipline. God's keeping the door open. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus. You know that's the only way you can get in there, don't you? Do you realize all chastisement really is for your good? I never did understand that when my daddy told me that. Did your daddy ever tell you that? This is for your own good, son. Then he'd beat the brakes off of me. Yeah, and I thought, how in the world could that ever be for my good? Right? I mean, you rubbing spots you didn't know you owned, it was a hurting. Yeah, and the whole time he's saying this is for your own good. Well, later I got up in years, I realized what he was saying. It was for my own good. Amen. It made me the man I am today. Amen. At least give me some respect. Amen. I want to tell you something. That's one thing my family was big on. You respect your elders, boy. My mama would slap the taste out of your mouth if you back-talked to any grown-up. Amen. You didn't speak unless you were spoken to. Amen. Anybody else raised under them rules? You go in that house, you shut, sit down, and you keep your mouth shut unless somebody talks to you. What it was that? She was teaching me respect. That's their house, their grown-ups, and you have no right to be telling them. Amen. Now this crowd's coming up today. They know more than the parents. Amen, preacher. It's a truth. It's a truth. And the sad thing of it is the parents let them by with it. But chastisement is really for your own good. I'll tell you something. A father and a mother that won't raise their child right don't love that child. Truly love that child. You know, a child has to learn no. Amen. A child has to learn not now. And a child also should learn yes. Amen. But now we have them harp until they get what they want. <laughs> what I just said, if you case you didn't catch it, when you are divinely <laughs> disciplined, it's a lot of times misunderstood. Amen. I, I misunderstood what my daddy was doing for me the whole time. Didn't mean I liked it any better. Even after I learned what it was for, I still didn't like it all that good. I'll never forget preaching here one Sunday, and I was preaching along the lines, if God really whipped us for the things that we were guilty of, how much more whippings would we get? And I put it along my daddy's line. If my daddy knew all I'd done, he'd whip me today. 
My daddy was in his 70s and I had a church. He said, do I need to get caught up, son? He did that right by carrying a vestibule. I said, Daddy, if you think I need it, I'll just bend over and let you give it to me. Why? Because I really did deserve it then. Amen. Sometimes you think you're getting by with it, don't you? <laughs> Guess what? God ain't forgot none of it unless it was under the blood. Then he chose to forget it. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with this. I hope you are. How many ever said this? I'll just kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't taking no more whippings. How many ever said that one? I didn't deserve all that. Have you ever noticed that we fight against a lot of times the things that are really good for us? Years ago, I was in a place I shouldn't have been doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And I was going to get into more trouble. And a friend of mine said, you're not going out that door. And I didn't take it real well. I said, well, we'll just see. He said, you start out that door, I'm going to knock you in the back of the head, boy. And I was grown in my mind, and I thought, I'll do what I want to do. Well, somehow or another, I got sidetracked, and the first person that stepped out that door got the back of their head caved in and they went sliding through the parking lot. And that buddy of mine looked at me and said, now do you know why I said you're not going out that door? See, God says that a lot. You don't need to be going there. You don't need to be doing that. And we are stubborn, pridish enough that we'll just say, I'll do what I want when I want. And the whole time God's trying to save you from yourself. <laughs> Sometimes discipline is just taken the wrong way, ain't it? Amen. All of those whippings you got, some of them you probably did not deserve, but you probably deserved a lot more whippings than what you got. Amen. Amen. I mean, if the scale's going to be balanced, we'd all have to get a few more licks to get it balanced out. Say amen. I'm glad Jesus stepped over on that scale. What's he doing? He took my stripes. He took my death. He took my trip to hell where I didn't have to. What's Jesus doing? Boy, he's sure saving me from hell. You gonna let him save you from there? <laughs> Isn't it funny that you... <laughs> I didn't see it when I was lost, and you didn't either. But after you get saved and you're looking back, you'd say, why didn't I see that? And then you say to yourself, how can I help them see that? And it's hard to get people to see what Jesus 
did at Calvary for them. You know what I'm saying tonight? There's a lot of people think that we want them saved just so they can't have no more fun. You ain't really having fun in case you didn't know that. When you get up 65 and 70, all that fun you had will show up in arthritis. Yeah, all them bones that you broke while you was having fun. Yeah, they won't work when you get 65 and 70. Oh, no, uh-uh. And you can look back and say, boy, I was really having fun that day. Oh, Lord God. And God's going to say, I tried to tell you. I tried to show you. I tried to help you. I went there so you didn't have to. Reminds me of the message I preach, what in hell do you want? Man, there's a lot of people in a big hurry to get there. Seem like they're doing everything they can to make sure they're going there. And the biggest thing they're doing is not accepting what Jesus has already done for them. And if they do, listen, everybody that claims to be a Christian is not a Christian. Because saved people don't act like some of y'all. Amen. What do you mean? You ain't become a new creature yet. Them old things ain't passed away. Amen. Listen, I didn't say you wouldn't have desire for them sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, the body will crave. Yes, sir. They tell me I don't know. But it's like six or eight months after you quit doing dope before your body stops craving it. Maybe longer. But think about it. Every day at the same time your body go to craving what you did the day before. That's why the house of withdrawals. And even once you get through the worst of the withdrawal symptoms, you still have a craving every once in a while. Amen. I'm glad my craving has changed. Amen. I don't crave alcohol anymore, but I still crave a good time. You can have a good time at church. You can have a joyous time at church. Amen. I mean, you can get so happy at church as you want to get. Trouble of it is, ain't many wanting to be happy at church. <laughs> They'd rather be in the mully grubs on the seat of pity party. Ooh, I'm going to preach here in a minute. Hang on. Yeah. They're satisfied being unsatisfied. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost come by and give them a good Holy Ghost dose. They wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd like to see them get a Terry Gardner sitting in the seat back there life-o-matic one time. Yeah, I'd like to see them get a good dose of that. And when they got through life and get the skip-de-doos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to play the film back to them. <laughs> Beat his guitar over every pew in the place. <laughs> he didn't care. Why? He is having a time with Jesus. Amen. Guitar was the least thing on his mind that night. Amen. I thought, Lord God, protect that guitar. He's going to bust it short the world. <laughs> he wouldn't have cared. Why? Because Jesus was doing something for him that night. And he accepted letting Jesus do it. 
Amen. So what is Jesus doing now? <laughs> He's still trying to get into your thick head sometimes. Say amen right there. He's still trying to get down to your heart sometimes. He's trying to get into the root of it, amen, so he can root it out. But we sometimes won't let him go places in our heart that Joe sings. Can you say amen right there? Oh, my church, listen to me now. <laughs> listen, let's turn the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, if you will. Let's see, where do I want to go? Chapter number one. Verse number six. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. You know the only way you are accepted is in the beloved. Uh, amen. Can you say amen? I want to say this. Being a Baptist don't make you accepted. Amen. Having your name on a roll at church does not make you accepted. Being baptized don't make you accepted. But you've got to have the blood. Amen. To the praise of the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. Aren't you glad for that? Now turn back in Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. Let's uh, go to verse number 3. Are you there? For consider him that endured. Well, that left most Baptists out right there. Amen. Such contradiction of the sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. You know, that's where a lot of folks are right now because of what's been going on. They have fainted in their minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Are you with me? Say amen. <clears throat> Anybody lost any blood lately because you're a Christian? Oh, no. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. You know something? A lot of people, when the preacher preaches on their pet pee, gets mad and goes home and don't come back. That's the truth. Oh, yeah. I just won't go back. I've heard that a many a time over the last 35 years. I just won't go back. I don't have to listen to that. No, but you will have to listen to God and say, Depart, I never knew you. Are you with me? For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, say amen. God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards. Oh my. And not sons. Furthermore, we have, have you got with me? Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. 
Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Chastisement is for your benefit. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad Jesus is still chastening his children? That's how. (laughs) That's how I know I'm his son. Because when I get out of the book, he whoops me. Amen. Oh, you ain't never had a whipping since you've been saved. (coughs) Friend, I doubt you're saved. Amen. I doubt you're saved. Are you fainted? You know what fainted is, right? Still got a heartbeat, but ain't nothing functioning. You don't know where you're at or what you're doing. Boy, that describes a lot of Baptists. Oh, yeah, I can name pews. You want me to? No, you're probably sitting on it. (laughs) Preacher, you're just mean. No, I'm just brutally honest. If you endure, he said in verse 7. Hey, it is an endurance program. Y'all know that, right? I've taught you that over the years. This being a Christian is an endurance program. I'm trying to hurry now. Don't shout me down. <laughs> Philippians chapter number 1. Verse number 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Is there a beginning? Let me give you one. Uh, uh, This is something just added in there. You know Jesus is the superintendent of this job, right? Uh, You know what I'm saying? He has the final say-so. Amen. I mean, he don't care what you're doing that you think's right. If it don't line up with the book, he's going to tell you it ain't right. Amen. Amen. So you better make sure it lines up with the book. King James Version, preferably. Because some of these other versions will have to tell you anything. I'll stick with the King James. Don't come in here and give me no quote out of another one. But I'm going to refer you back to King James. Amen. Because I don't think he cut no corners. Amen. He meant what he said, and he said what he meant. Who is that? Jesus. God. Amen. He didn't write it in an unknown tongue. They tell me it's about a fifth grade level. Amen. So what's your problem? You know what? Let me just tell you what your problem is. You ain't saved. Uh, You can't tell me I ain't saved. I just did. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me that you are saved. Prove to me. How are you going to do that? Well, first of all, you're going to have to live godly. 
going to have to live holy. going to have to live close to the book. You're going to have to read the word. You're going to have to pray. Amen. And you're going to have to testify. Uh, where's that come in there? You need to read Romans. Confession is made unto salvation. So if you're not confessing it to others how God saved you, how's it been made unto salvation? Hey, ever since I got saved, I ain't cared one bit to tell somebody how I got saved. Amen. When I was lost, I didn't want to talk about it. Amen. I didn't want to talk about church. So what is Jesus doing? He's doing what he always done. Come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You want joy unspeakable and full of glory? You'll have to go to him. You want peace of mind? You'll have to go to him. You want to be saved? You'll have to go to Him. You want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? You'll have to go to Him. Amen. Listen, Dennis can't do it. Charity Mission can't do it. The water down here in the baptizing hole can't do it. Jesus is the only one that can do it. Have you really took it to Him and gave it to Him wholeheartedly? Saying, Lord, there ain't much left. But it's all yours. Every piece of it. Do with it what you want, Lord. And let me know what you want done with it, and I'll do it. That's a big statement. So what is Jesus doing? He's still making intercessions. He's still keeping the door open. <laughs> let me put it this way. He's still got the light on. Because he is the light. Now who would believe that tonight? Enough to say yes to the Lord. Let us stand. We must yield this clay vessel to the potter's hand. I worked in ceramics for several years. And even after that ceramic is made and molded and dried... When it got down to the inspection before they glazed it, they could still grind it up and reuse it. But once the fire had been put to it, it was what it was. If there was a flaw in it and it wouldn't pass inspection, it went in the trash then. And that's what the Lord said to us about the fire trying us. He can mold us and make us, but when the fire's put to us, I'm talking about when they go to hell, there ain't no coming out.